We have an emergency here on the Thundersticks podcast. James Harden has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Ben Kreider, and today I am joined with Nick Talbot once again. What's up? This is breaking news, and it does relate to the Thunder in a way you guys will find out how in a couple minutes. Yeah, so we're going to be giving you guys immediate thoughts on this deal as well as how it impacts OKC. So just jumping right into the deal itself, this is from Shams. Rockets apparently have traded James Harden to get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodnes Kuruks, three Brooklyn first-round picks in 2022, 2024 and 2026, a Milwaukee unprotected first in 2022, and four Brooklyn first-round pick swaps. And then for the Nets, they get James Harden, the Pacers, they get Karis LeVert in a second-round pick, and the Cavaliers, they sneak in there somehow and take Jarrett Allen and Tarion Prince from the Brooklyn Nets. So Nick, I'm just going to ask you straight up, what are your thoughts on this, man? Uh, two teams lost in this. Two teams won. Losers of this trade, Brooklyn Nets and the Indiana Pacers. Um, I'm not going to... I mean, James Harden with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, that's going to be a soap opera in and of itself. <laughs> that's a terrible mix-up. Uh, that's a huge loss for the for the, uh, for the the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, Pacers, what are you guys thinking? Victor Oladipo is arguably the best player on that team, and you trade him for... Karis LeVert <laughs> and a second round pick. You're basically chained, like this guy is like an all star, and you're trading him for like a bag of potato chips. And uh, Karis LeVert actually has been good for the Nets. He's 26 years old, um, and, and he has potential. And I, uh, I mean, he, some of his games he's scoring like 18 or I mean he's 18 point, 18 and a half points per game. And that's pretty good, but when you got a guy like Owen Deep on your team, that's a true team leader, and he was on the Thunder before, uh, a couple of years ago, and he showed uh, uh, some some very solid progress since his time at the Thunder, and I don't I don't think that that, that was a good trade at all for the uh, Indiana Pacers. Next up, I'm going to talk about the Cavs. They, uh, they got Jarrett Allen and... Terry and Prince. Uh, that's a, they, they didn't give up much for that. That's a very solid trade. Uh, Jarrett Allen is a good, versatile uh, player, uh, both, both sides of the ball. And then uh, we're, talk the, we're going to talk about the Rockets. I, I think they're the winner of this trade. Like The overall winner is the Rockets here. They got rid of a toxic player by the name of James Harden. Uh, I, don't know I just if- want to mention before he goes on, this is the biggest James Harden hater of all time. I'll have to give you guys my take in a second, but keep going. James Harden's a toxic player. I mean, huh. you've had people like DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall. <laughs> they've come out. They've made their, they made their feelings known. And uh, I remember Dar- DeMarcus saying it, this This was a thing that has been going on since the interview. It's carried on in the locker room, in practices, all over, the, even on the court. And uh, DeMarcus wanted him gone, and, and that's exactly what the Rockets did. They were, they. I say they win this trade because they got rid of James. They got Victor Olandipo, solid talent. Uh, Dante Exum, he's good. Rodius Kurus, three Brooklyn first-round picks. And uh, one, one Milwaukee uh, first round, uh, it's unprotected. And uh, four pick swaps for the first round with Brooklyn. To me, those first rounders right there, I mean, that's about the value of James Harden is three first round picks at the most. 
um, from Brooklyn. That's a solid. Everything else is just icing on the cake. Um, James Harden, he's a good at times. He can be good when he wants to. But I think he's kind of in his, his decline based off his mental state and all that. Um, but I mean, you got you got some you got some solid young talent. I mean, you got a good power forward and uh, Karukus. Uh, Dante's been he's had some uh, highs and lows in his career. Um, but those first round picks plus Victor Oladipo, that's just icing on the cake. And this is a very good trade for the Rockets. Uh, ben, ben, what do you think about this? In my opinion. I have to disagree with you there on the Rockets because, look, James Harden has been one of the greatest scorers probably of all time. I mean, he averaged 34 points last year. The year before that, he dropped 36 points. And he, I mean, he just consistently averaged upwards of like 30 points the past five years. You throw him on with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, I don't know if Kyrie Irving's even playing right now. I mean, the situation with him is all weird. But as it is, Kyrie, Harden, and KD, that immediately puts them at the top of the championship race. Look, they're giving up their future, but they're investing it in probably one of the best players in the NBA right now, in James Harden. So I cannot put them at fault at all for, what, they're giving out think seven first round picks in this one alongside Jared Allen and Prince. I think Jared Allen was a big part to their team because now they have DeAndre Jordan and really no backup center. But like outside of that, I don't think giving up picks is that bad because you are getting another superstar to pair with two more superstars. And hell, if they wanted to, maybe down the line, they could pick up Russell Westbrook again and try to run it back. You know, obviously that's never going to happen. Yes, it's, that's, a, <laughs> that's an unreasonable that's sentence. That's not going to happen. That's where, I, that's where I draw the line because Kyrie Irving and Russell, I mean, I mean, Brooklyn would have to trade like 20 more picks to even make it even a fair well, deal. I was jo- I was joking well, I, there. Well, I mean, there's no way to know that. I mean. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean I, that's actually a thing that's going on on Twitter right now. It's actually kind of trending right now is people want to see the OKC3 unite. I don't see it happening. Uh, it's an unrealistic take. Uh, well, it'd just be, I mean, it'd be cool to see. Uh, somewhat, but I mean, not. I mean, if they wanted to do it, they should come back here. Um, but the well, thing yeah. is, is that um, <laughs> I mean, the the cap space wouldn't work out. There's like a twelve million dollar difference between the two contracts. Oh, uh, that's that's a thing. They can't do that. Well, I mean, it, it, the way that the contracts are looking, Brooklyn would also have to move a lot of pieces as well. Uh, including, I mean, they'd have to get rid of a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie ah. or something like that to make that happen. So that's just the unrealistic take, and I don't even know why it's even being mentioned because uh, it's just it's just pure stupidity, in, in my opinion. Pure stu- I, I just think it's something cool to bring up there. Obviously, it's not going to happen, but the tandem of Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant will do some damage, and yeah, I, but, I picked them over the Lakers but once, right now. But once again, i got to mention there's one ball, and... And, and and in basketball, you kind of want to have your ball, but the ball in the, the the best hands or your best player on the team. You want you want the ball in their hands. And right now, the best player on the Nets is Kevin Durant. And uh, I mean, if Kevin Durant's not happy, he's not going to produce as well. And I know James Harden wants to jack up his forty five shots a game, and so I just don't see that happening. Uh, I just think it's it's I don't know who's going to handle the ball. I I think that Kyrie's going to be your ball handler. 
And I don't know what Kyrie and James chemistry is, and I don't know what their past. Ex- and I think they played in the Olympics before, but other than that, they've ne- they never really even played together. So it's going to take some time for them to get used to each other yeah. and the way that they roll together. Um, I mean, I don't see them as a threat. I mean, for like at least probably half. I mean, maybe second half of the the season they might start getting stuff down, but until then, I think it's just gonna be a little a, a kind of a cluster show in uh in, 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 in Brooklyn. Show. Yeah, I mean, I can't say the other word, uh, <laughs> but uh, the, I just don't I don't see it working out uh, this part of the season. Maybe maybe the second part well, of the season, but the thing is, is that I just don't know how it's gonna work out based on chemistry, and that's my main uh, problem with this. And losing all those draft picks that just hurts. That's just like. To me, I don't even think the the pick swaps are even worth it. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, the three the three first rounders kind of, and then like maybe a, a player or two would have worked out, and that probably would have been the to the extent of the trade that I would have gone. Um, but the picks to me, that's just losing young talent uh, for the, for at least three. But they're getting a perennial. All-star. They're getting a thirty one year old. Who cares? They won a championship. In 2026, James Harden's going to be 37 years old. He's probably not going to produce as well. I just don't see that. Well, obviously those picks are going to be valuable down the line. Well, down the line it's going to be valuable for for Houston. Uh, This is a now move. Well, the thing is, is that Houston, they they already lost a bunch of first-round picks in the future because they're in our hands right now. But, uh, and when I say our hands, I mean the Thunder. Um, I just don't. I don't I don't know about the the whole entire what is it seven picks or well, eight mm-hmm. picks if you had Milwaukee's um I I just don't see it being worth it for the for the, for uh, the Nets well for the Nets. I'll that's, say that's just my take and, I'll and you, say you, you, this. you have the right to disagree 100% it's just I don't see it being worth it and I I still think the Rockets won this trade overall Okay well I'll I'll say that you have kind of a point here because it's a championship or bust scenario but you, I don't think you can give up on Harden, so I think they end up winning this because, truthfully, would you rather have James Harden on the floor for you or Karis LeVert or, and, like, I don't know, Terion Prince, who hardly even plays valuable minutes for them right now, or Jarrett Allen? Jarrett Allen's good, but, dude, of course you want James Harden over those guys. So I think they win this trade it's going to be a matter of seeing how things go down the line. I mean, we saw back however long ago it was, maybe like 2014 draft day, the Brooklyn Nets pulled the trigger to get like KG and Paul Pierce. I think they may have gotten like Jason Terry as well. And they end up sending all these picks down the line from years and years in advance. Those picks end up being like number three or something. Or no, it was number one. And then they were able to trade back down to number three with the 76ers. They get Jason Tatum. And they were built they've been building off of that trade for the past like five, seven years, however long it's been. So the same thing is here. This is a huge risk, but I think it's a very, very good one by the Brooklyn Nets because Karis Levert is not he's maybe a borderline all-star player. James Harden is an MVP player. You combine him with Kyrie, who is a superstar, and Kevin Durant, who's also an MVP caliber player, you're going to get a lot of fireworks at in the Brooklyn Bridge. So looking at the other teams who I think ended up winning this, look, I think you also have to throw in the Houston Rockets because the picks alone are very, very nice. I don't really care that much about Exum or Kuruks. I think they're more just filler guys to make stuff work for other teams like the Cavs. 
but they get three first, 2022, 2024, and 2026. I don't really expect the 2022 one to mean anything that's going to be way too high of a of a choice to matter that much in terms of value 2024 it's a bit out there I still think that's going to be maybe in the 20s somewhere so I don't have that value that high the biggest pick they're getting out of this is that 2026 first and it's unprotected so they're getting that alongside their pick if they end up having it that year. But that pick's way too far down the line. As Nick stated, James Harden's already like 31 years old or whatever. And I'd like, you know, I'm pretty sure that with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, they're still getting up there in age. So when you're looking five years down the line, obviously they're not going to be producing at the same rate. Like Kevin Durant's going to be 37 years old. And then Kyrie is going to be 33. So they're not going to be all there. I still think they can scrap together some W's, but they're not a championship contender by 2026. The goal for them in the window is now until like 2023, maybe, maybe. I give it that. A three-year window, see what happens there. But after that, I think the championship aspirations are over and they have to look to other places because they don't have a future outside of these guys right now. That Milwaukee 2020, uh, 2022 first, I don't really, it's a nice pick for them to have, but let's not get all delusional here. That pick's going to be super high up unless like Giannis gets injured, but I don't know. I'd be betting on that being a super high pick. And then they get four Brooklyn Nets first round swaps. These are all unprotected in 2021, 23, 25, and 27. So the 2025 pick and the 2027 pick are the gold mines here. I think when you're looking collectively at all these picks they've scrapped together, the Brooklyn Nets 2025 swap, the 2026 unprotected first, and that 27 pick swap are going to be gold. I think those should be in the lottery area, and that's where you end up getting a lot of assets. On top of that, they get Victor Oladipo, who is pretty much an all-star caliber player right now and if they want to flip him at the deadline or all these guys at the deadline so be it but if they want to run with the squad they have right now they are in the playoffs they're in a playoff contender I'll just put it that way so the fact they were able to somehow squeeze Oladipo out of this and bring him to Houston that's just great that's a great job by the general manager because I have no clue how they can get an all-star in eight firsts to get that sort of jump. There's a clear jump between Oladipo and Harden. But do, is it eight first round picks? I don't really know man. I think the only issue I would have with the Rockets. Is they didn't end up getting any young talent right now. This is all future picks. And all these picks at least in the next few years. Are going to be high selections in the draft. I guess yeah back of the first round. So there's value there. But how much value exactly I couldn't really tell you. I feel like they probably called on Daryl Morey and Elton Brand over there in Philadelphia to see if they could scrap together a deal for Ben Simmons. I don't think it worked out, and that's why they settled for this, but it was a great job for them. I think the biggest winner, probably the Cleveland Cavaliers here, because all they had to do was throw in Dante Exum, 
who really didn't mean much to their team. And then they had to throw in that Milwaukee first-round pick, which really amounts to nothing. In that, they get Jared Allen, who has a super bright future as a center in the NBA. And then Prince, who I'm not loving, um, at least as a future player, but you may as well give him a go and see if you can get some sort of value out of him because Brooklyn was not utilizing him that well. Just super great value deal. If I was like in Presti's shoes, this is a deal that I would have tried to sneak in because we do need that center for the future. I think Jared Allen would have been a good guy to hold on to, whether it just be for the temporary or long-term. I think he's going to be a long-term good center. So if they luck out of this one, the only person that I don't think is that good in this deal are the Indiana Pacers. They end up getting Karis LeVert in a second for Oladipo. Oladipo, he was in Indiana for college. Like, he is a hometown guy. I think he was raised in Maryland. But, yeah, I mean, he had a lot of people supporting him in Indiana. They end up flipping him for Karis LeVert. I think LeVert is great, and he's a couple years younger. But I don't even know why they'd end up getting involved in this because there's not really a jump between Levert and Oladipo, in my opinion. But I think we need to go into how this affects the Thunder. So I'm just going to list off stuff, and then Nick and I are kind of just going to talk about where we think the value of these picks will be. The Thunder own a lot of the Rockets' future. They own the right to swap Houston's 2021 first. Houston's 2024 first protected one through four. In 2025, they only right to swap with Houston. However, if the pick for Houston lands one through 10, it's gone. We don't get any recompensation for it. Just wipe it off the map. And then in 2026, we get their pick, but it is protected one through four. So I think breaking down picks way far out there is a little bit difficult. But let's just start with how it would work for them right now. And I think we should start with this 2021 first-round pick for the Rockets. Where do you see the Rockets this year in the standings? This year with with, with DeMarcus Cousins and now adding Victor Olandipo and uh, and having John Wall, caliber player like that. And Christian Wood, who's a beast. Uh, Christian Wood, too, playing that five position. Um, they're currently 14th in the West. Three and six. To be honest with you guys, uh, I mean, now that Harden's gone, that's a huge boost for the club. Um, they're gonna be able to start coming together, I guess, more as a team. And I think chemistry might build up. And, and if we're gonna go like at the at the top top of the list, like if everything goes right, they're probably gonna be a sixth, seventh seed at best, in my opinion. Um, and, and if 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 we're staying at the low low, it's gonna be a, a twelve to thirteen. I mean, that's that, that that's probably like unthinkable. Un, uh, Right now, but they they have some uh, they have some solid players now, and uh, they just have to utilize them correctly. Personally, I think that the Rockets clearly they're downgrading here. I mean, the drop from Harden to Oladipo, I don't know how huge it will be in terms of the win and loss, but you're going from an MVP guy to an All Star dude who just came off an injury like last year or whatever. He's looked solid, but I think there's going to be a dip. And the Rockets have two paths that they can take right now. Either they run with this squad that they have, 
or they try to blow things up. As Nick stated, they're like 14th in the standings right now. I think they're 3-6. and six. But the roster of John Wall, Oladipo, they got Daniel House as a small forward, P.J. Tucker, Christian Wood, and DeMarcus Cousins off the bench. I think that's a playoff squad in the West if they stick with it. I really like Wall. He's kind of been battling injuries so far, but once he gets it all together, he should be solid. I think Christian Wood has surprisingly and like secretly become one of the top bigs in the league. And Oladipo is not bad. So I think they're right around playoff contention. As Nick said, maybe 7 through 10 range is what you are looking for. But they also have that option to just kind of bank on the future and try to flip Oladipo. And Oladipo will be a guy who a lot of teams will be begging for at this trade deadline. Same can be said, I don't know really about John Wall because that contract is pretty disgusting. Maybe you could juice up the value of a dude like DeMarcus Cousins. P.J. Tucker, he's a good veteran presence that you could have for the playoffs. As well as people like Eric Gordon, Ben McLemore. They have a lot of these veteran dudes that are meant for a playoff team, but they don't really have anybody to rally around. It's just a solid group of players. And uh, I have breaking news off of Twitter right now. This is coming from John Clark uh, with NBC uh, Sports. Uh, he was told that the Houston Rockets were asking the Sixers for Ben Simmons, uh, Matisse Tybel, and uh, draft picks. And uh, the Sixers said uh, no way to that. Um, so that's probably, like like Ben said, that was that's what the Rockets were going for. They wanted that Ben Simmons. Yeah, we're making, we're making this as like, stuff is going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> as stuff is going. Stuff is still coming out. Um, and, and that's just the, the common uh, thing is that Houston wanted, um, they wanted James gone. And they were they were trying to bite for everything, and uh, that's just breaking news as it happens. Um, so here here we'll go back to Ben now after that uh, development just came out. Yeah, that is a pretty big development, and not really surprising. Everybody was expecting the Rockets to target someone such as Ben Simmons, but just going back to what the Rockets look like right now, it's just a group of a ton of seasoned veterans who I think do have some sort of value on the market. I think a lot of these guys will be thrown out there um, by the trade deadline. I'm not sure how many of them. Maybe Oladipo stays. I think John Wall kind of has to stay unless they want to kind of forge up a ton of assets there. But there, there's some uncertainty here. A little bit similar to what we had after we ended up dishing away everybody whenever PG was gone and then Westbrook was gone. Kind of in that same scenario where we have some solid pieces but we have two different paths. We obviously took the path of let's continue to just trade everybody. These guys have a similar spot, so we'll see what we do there. I'm just going to say, though, clearly their value in this pick dropped. They went from a team who I think was a lock for at least top five in the West to now they can be anywhere from five to like 11. So there's a lot of dominoes, and with us not knowing what their team's going to look like, because I don't think they're done making moves. It's going to be really hard to call where this Rockets pick will be landing. So I'm going to say, just to be safe, this is going to be a pick around maybe like the 10 to 18 range. But we'll have to see more about them. But going into the 2024 first round pick, 
that they have a 1 through 4 protection on. I think that's when things get a little bit weird because you have to look three years down the line and we got their main players. I mean, Cousins is going to be 33. You got guys like John Wall who are going to be 33. Oladipo is going to be 31. So he's going to be near and around the climax of his career if he already has not reached it. But that's the point where pretty much everyone on this squad is on the decline. The only person who I think still will be going up for them is Christian Wood because he's only 25 right now. He's just gotten the opportunity to kind of be a focal point in an offense and he's killing it. So by 28, I think he's still going to be a monster. Other guys, I'm not so sure about. So we'll have to see what these picks turn out to be. Uh, I mean, they don't have a lot of rookies to build off of. They have Kenyon Martin Jr., but he was like a second round pick this year. So Maybe he comes out of nowhere. I mean, he's got an interesting story <laughs> with his dad. Well, I mean, he he didn't have to go to he didn't go to college or anything. So, yeah. so maybe he just got left off the scouts' radars or whatever. But I don't think they have a lot of prospects right now. So they're gonna have to trade people for more future assets and build on the future, or stick with this squad, which if they continue to do so, is not going to be very valuable by 2024. So I'm just going to guess, that's a lottery pick right there. So moving on to the 2025 pick that they have is a right to swap with Houston, but it's 1 through 10 protected. So as I stated, if it's a top 10 pick for the Rockets that year, you might as well just throw that one in the garbage because we're not going to have it. I don't think we're going to have it, to be honest. Because our, like I said, the Rockets are going to just continue to age And unless they have some major hits in the draft these next couple seasons, or they somehow finagle their way into some big names, this squad is not going to be in playoff contention for a while. So I don't expect this to converge for us. And if it does, we're going to be really lucky. It's probably going to be the top of the lottery. What do you think, Nick? I mean, to be honest, it's it's a gamble move to look five, six, seven years down the road like we did with Westbrook in that trade. Looking down that road, it's a sea of uncertainty. And that's part of the game is taking gambles, uh, especially with these draft picks. I'd have to agree. I don't see them. I, I don't see that pick belonging to us, honestly, unless, like you said, they pick up a bigger name player. Because, um, like, like you said, a bunch of their guys are already getting up there in age. In five years down the road, I, I don't see the productivity being there for a um, an 11 to, to 30 pick. I see it probably being about a 7-8 pick, but that, that's just part of the gambling in this game is going through all uh, the, the trading of the draft picks because you don't know what a team, especially when, when they're protected uh, from, from like X pick to X pick. That's, I mean, this it's just a gamble, and and it's hard to know what's going to happen down the road. So it's just, uh, yeah, like like you said, I don't see it being ours. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then in 2026, this is a Houston first protected one through four. The lottery system is super weird. So even if they have like the eighth odds, they can still get to the first pick or whatever, or a top four pick. It's a gamble. Um, as Nick said, I mean, there's a lot of just random odds. I think there's still going to be a lottery team in 2026 just looking at what their team looks like now and trying to predict what they would be 
down the road here. I'm not going to rule this one out, though. I think this is a lottery pick that we very well could have. This sh- this one just goes into like draft gods here, and let's just see if uh, it rules in the favor of Sam Presti in this one. Do you kind of have that same mindset of not uncertainty? Yeah. I mean, like we said, six years down the road, and uh, we don't know... I mean, because they're gonna have they're gonna have cap space, salary cap space for sure. So how they use it is gonna be a different ball game. I mean, maybe they could draw in a a good player by then with some money um, and try to rebuild a team or something. But I, I don't see that happening. Um, and I, I mean, I see we're probably gonna get that twenty uh, twenty six pick uh, and the twenty twenty four pick. Because uh, I see the Houston Rockets probably gonna be like a five to ten in the twenty twenty six draft, and probably like a probably like an eight to thirteen in the uh, twenty twenty four draft. It's just gonna be a, a slow decline for Rockets unless they're able to bring in somebody else and another piece to help them out along the way. Um, so yeah, yeah, for sure. So looking at those picks, some of them are gonna hit, some of them are definitely going to miss. We just need to look down the line, and I think as a Thunder fan, this is a net gain because this is the beginning of the end for the Houston Rockets. But other than that, guys, that is going to wrap up this one. We thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. See you guys.